770 KTTH. Brian Schitt's here. Welcome to town, Houston Astros. Uh, I suppose they fly today. Wouldn't you, Brandon? Now, here's the thing. The Astros just won both games in a doubleheader against the best team in baseball last night, the Yankees uh, in in Houston, uh, winning uh, the first game. Three to two, the seven, second game seven to five. Uh, so then they uh, they fly. So the Yankees still hung over from the the All Star game apparently. But uh, so so anyway, you'd fly today. Today's game is a seven p.m. wild stab here. Seven p.m. first pitch. Seven ten first pitch. <clears throat> uh, is that ideal? You, you played two. Are you exhausted? Are is this a setup for the Mariners' hearts to be broken? I, mean, I don't believe it is. I think I, I think if if you're one of the best teams in baseball, you're flying to Seattle. Uh, but a red hot Mariners team, if you don't watch it, you, you might lose. You might drop three games in Seattle. Yeah, I mean that'd be great. I mean, yeah, coming off the high of beating the Yankees in back to back games of a doubleheader, it might give them a little bit of a oh we're we're the team right now vibes, and maybe they'll actually come in a little overconfident. Um, so we'll we'll see. But like I say, if the Mariners win tonight, they tied. This is a sellout. It's it isn't a sellout. Let's see if I do this. It is a sellout. Let me let me do this. Da, da, da. Let me click on a certain thing and look for tickets. Well, you might find resale. Yeah, and uh, of course uh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, there's some good seats. I mean, you got a fur. Um, you know, not not a Russo brother, not the two guys that made the Gray Man and all these Avenger movies, but uh, Mad Dog Russo, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Of uh, uh, XM Mad Dog Sports Talk uh, Sports Ball Radio was on MSNBC earlier this week, uh, giving some national. This is this is look a look back on uh, the weekend sound, and that's W E A K. And uh, so giving some national love to the Mariners right before the the All Star game for the season. You know, the Dodgers are good as always. We've also got the surging Baltimore Orioles. We're talking about the Seattle Mariners. Good point. The Seattle Mariners exactly. playing in the wild card race right now. The longest postseason drought in baseball. On track maybe to break that this year. Excellent job on your part. 100%. Seattle has done a tremendous performance. They won 14 in a row. I mean, Seattle, I think it's four, maybe even 15. But four, think about Seattle. They were 9, 10 games under 500. Haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. And now they don't lose. They're 9 over. They have good Pitching, they have money and they have an urgency. They would talk to end this strap. Now they're not going to win the division because Houston's ahead of them. So they're going to have to play hard to get into a wild card round. But that Seattle team, they got a big player in the studio, Rodriguez, who's a young player who's fun to watch. That is, look at that. They're 51 and 42, and I believe they were 30 and 39. So Julio Rodriguez, two days later, is second play, or the next night was uh, the runner up in the home run uh, uh, derby. Tonight, first base line, the uh, box one twenty one, uh, one hundred and twenty three bucks. Row forty one. Yeah, on average, I go to plenty of Mariner games. Those tickets, row forty one, are average. Yeah, sixty bucks, eighty at max. But it's the Astros in town to see the Mariners tie. So the is the pro move to see tonight's outcome, and if they tie the win streak, go Saturday. Don't you think that's a pro move? Yes. I mean, if you, I mean, the biggest thing, Friday night games are extremely huge, of course. But yes, if you could go to the Saturday night game, Saturday night game after a win tonight to see the actual record breaking game, that would be the best. I think that's a pro move. Do you still to this day, you are a fully functioning adult human being, correct? I would like to think so, yes. Do you take a glove? 
No. <laughs> I did when I was a kid. You you will. I I, I can catch it barehanded. Oh, well, I didn't think of that. <laughs> really? Come well, on. If you, depends on where you're sitting. You're talking about, well, okay, what what, what about a foul tip up the third or first base line? Uh, I'm ducking. You have to sit far enough back because they got the netting now all the way down I the baseline. Know. So if I, you're right in that front row, they used to be prime territory where you would want to go. pray for a pop-up. Yeah. I almost had one the last game I went to. It bounced off the commentator's booth area and came back down to where I was sitting. And some weasel reached out and... That's kind of the unspoken rule is you have your airspace, you know, like 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 Russia versus China. And it's like, look straight up. That's mine. You don't lean over into my row and take my ball. It wasn't even a random person. It was actually the friend I went with. He pushed me a little bit when I was set up to catch it. And it just went off my fingertips at that point. Still friends? Oh, we're still friends. No, that's not a problem. Do you see the father holding the baby in a front holder with one hand and he bare hands? Oh, yeah. That was the dad move the, of all time. You either do that or you catch it in your beer. And if you catch it in your beer, you have to chug it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, the, the rest of the season, uh, Chris Russo lays out the uh, why the Mariners have a pretty good path. Once you, once you get past the Astros, because the AL West sucks. Jordan. I mean, they have done an incredible <laughs> job. Now, again, not catching Houston, but they have an excellent chance to make the plus. Number two, you know this better than anybody. Blue Jays, Orioles, Red Sox, and Tampa are going to beat each other up. Yeah. Seattle's going to play bad teams. So that's going to help their record at the end of the year. And I've got a feeling which team's going to be. So there you go. I mean, besides the Astros. But uh, otherwise, um, uh, bad teams. The Let's see. We'll get back to this. Uh, this is, to me, the story about the fentanyl couple the with the fake pill press mail order fentanyl chemicals from China is a bigger story than I think. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting. So I'll get back to that uh, a little later on here in uh, just a second. Uh, Washington hospitals are facing unsustainable financial losses in danger of cutting services. Um, by the way, Amazon is is just going to, I'm just going to surrender to them being world government because they, they bought a giant healthcare provider for like $4.2 billion uh, yesterday. I'd, I'd never heard of it. It's a big... <clears throat> It's sort of a combination of medical provider slash tech startup, and it, it very much believes in remote diagnostics and stuff like that. I hadn't hadn't heard about it until they bought it yesterday. It sounded um, kind of neat. sounded like something that um, one of the world's richest men might want a pandemic to continue um, if it's remote diagnostics and all that. Meanwhile, it very uh, actual physical hospitals where you go – uh, because you're sick, uh, Washington's hospitals are facing massive financial losses after the first quarter of 2022, placing the state's healthcare system in the most precarious situation many hospital leaders say they've seen in their lives. Um, how thoroughly unpredictable. Uh, so this survey conducted by the Washington State Hospital Association, the the WISHA, uh, across the state, <clears throat> uh, hospitals suffered a net loss of $922 million, pardon me, $929 million uh, in the first three months of 2022, while operating revenue increased by five percent, and blah 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 blah. Um, but uh, so so anyway, you see, if if they can't stay in business, they won't be in business. Um, and uh, at, if the closer you are to uh, downtown Seattle, the, the better better chances you are of, of better care, because hospitals uh, can do math, and they're closing uh, rural hospitals uh, as well. 
anyway, so more on that later. Is does is that pandemic related? Uh, in I mean, in other words, is this going to be the crisis of hospitals? Well, the the weird deal about what's going on right now. And and how some county health directors up and down the West Coast are saying, well, you might have to go back to a mask mandate is because that's what the laminate said in 2020. Um, and and what what other actual MDs that are epidemiologists are saying uh, is the CDC needs to revise their criteria to 2022 be- because the lethality of the disease doesn't require that many hospitalizations. Um, and we, we don't need to send people to a hospital. So therefore, uh, the requirement for a mask mandate is is frivolous uh, at best. It's style points. Uh, what we need to do to relieve pressure on hospitals all up and down the West Coast, but especially state of Washington, uh, is to kick Medicaid in, in the booty and get them in there and start discharging patients because the hospital can't discharge to Medicaid. Medicaid has to do that. And to do that, they have to go to the hospital where a person is sitting in a bed and they're the hospital's done with them. They're done with the hospital. They can be discharged. Um, but every every day that they're in the bed because they're seventy eight or eighty five or, or whatever, um, a the the person with the broken leg um, or whatever they come to the ER. They don't have a bed. Uh, they swab their they swab their nose, and they get they have the China cough, um, and they don't even know it because they just have a runny nose and all that. Meanwhile, President. Double vaccinated, double boosted. Um, I bet he's glad he married a doctor now, I can tell you. Um, and, and this is part of the problem here is is that the guy who is the, the White House's outreach mouthpiece for the Chinikov um, is saying, well, any county that goes to a mask mandate, they're just following CDC recommendations. Well, you know, you, you should know better. He was the head of, of infectious disease at Johns Hopkins. So we'll, we'll play him from earlier in this week. Uh, just a second. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Um, smell of the barn Friday. Uh, one last uh, check your text. 800 465 8770. 800 465 doctors are saying, well, if that's a CDC criteria, then change the criteria. It's from 2020. CDC has very clear guidance on this as well through their, through their COVID community levels. And, and the CDC recommendation is that when you're in a high zone, that sort of orange zone, as L.A. County is, uh, you know, people wearing masks indoors is really important and it really will make a difference. Uh, jokes on him because the very next night at the All-Star Games, somebody shot video of the L.A. County public health director cheering on her feet with no mask on. And she walked into the stadium without a mask on. And she's one of the most visible people because she looks so astoundingly unhealthy on the entire West Coast. Um, why am I saying Chinikov? Well, because now that um, that Grand Potus has it, I was, I was reminded two years ago, it was like February of... Uh, of 2020. No, it was like March. It was the first month of, of the China cough. And Saturday Night Live did a cold open with all the Democratic 
candidates interrupting a White House press conference with with Mike Pence for for some reason, the guy who did the Mike Pence uh, impression. Um, and the, the stand-up comic, John Mulvaney, who's very, very funny and very, very much a drug addict, so he's in very, very rehab right now. But but uh, anyway, very, very funny guy. He he did a hilarious Biden, but what he got down was sort of the rhythm of how Biden, in at, at the peak of his powers, would just make crap up. And uh, this is right after Biden won South Carolina. <laughs> Speaking of number one, guess who just kicked up? Guess who just kicked butt in South Cracker Barrel? Joe Biden? You look different. Yeah, the surgery is starting to settle. Now listen, folks. If we want to fight China cough, we got to be smart. We got to make sure to get new teeth daily. Now here's an honest-to-goodness true story based loosely on fake events. The year was 19 Ricky Ticky Tabby. Me and Nelson Mandela were palling around South Africa, Green Book style. We have one elephant between us, and who do we run into but the Ebola monkey? And weird story longer, I wrestled that sucker to mercy. Beep, bop, bip. That's how I convinced Mandela that Whitey was okay. Hey, hey, wait. And then uh, Larry David was uh, Bernie Sanders. Anyway, uh, so uh, going back through uh, the week in sound, I got to say, out of the entire week, the, the the highlight, and and as as I ended the show yesterday, of course I'm going to spend my entire vacation, the entire week, just hoping that Biden recovers because the alternative is too horrible to contemplate. Um, and so the the story that he told the day before he was at the site of a former coal fired power plant, and in New Jersey, and he was talking about the the uh, uh, Delaware of his youth and that well anyway I'll I'll let him do it this is um, this is Biden in New Jersey yesterday I just lived up the road I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware and just up the road a little school I went to Holy Rosary grade school and because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. So damn many. So damn many with the, with the cancer. And, and so, but that's not the, the, the punchline. You know, in, in, in his telling of the joke, the, the punchline is, and that's why I have cancer, um, or the China cough, or, or, or whatever. It, it's that, that immediately rang a bell with me that I, I don't remember hearing that story. I'd never heard the corn pop story about him being a lifeguard and wrapping that chain around your neck and all that. He, he hasn't retold that story, but there's some stories that, that are basically his, his, his basic set, right? And, and I had heard that before. He he unveiled it here in Seattle in April, <clears throat> only with a different punchline. At Seward Park, and I we I, when I went to a small little school, 
That was about uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived in. And a little school called Holy Rosary. And I, you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the... And when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall, this is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. Um, all right, now I don't know, Bray. I don't know if you've heard the. You know, he he did. He had he got cancer from from the oil as a kid when he was at Seward Park back in April. Can you guess what malady the oil caused him that time? What Go. illness? What illness does he attribute to his, to the oil slick on his mother's windshield? I'm going to go with COVID. Well, no, he was a he was, he was a, maybe Spanish flu in 198. No. <clears throat> no, it had to be something that was available and uh, and uh, that he could catch plausibly in the 40s. Please tell me it wasn't chicken pox or something like that. Oh, I wish it was something like something kind of like that. No, let's see what he does. I have asthma. Ninety percent oh. of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. So it turned out in, in Seward Park in April, uh, he, he has asthma, which is which is news to his medical release and all that. And 80 percent of Delaware. Turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. So there you go. So, so yes, I'm, and by the way, it, um, because they were talking about yesterday, well, it could have been the, the, that was sort of the fog of the, the metal fog that you get with the, uh, the COVID. No, 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 no. He's been doing this long before COVID. Just telling some story, making it up, and inserting a different punchline. Uh, I was in jail with Nelson Mandela. Um, uh, I got arrested in South Africa. You know, he, he, it's what he has always done, unless he invented the China cough. But in, in April here, when he was getting tested four times a day, and as far as we know, didn't have the COVID, it was uh, asthma. And as a shocking surprise to 80, 80% of Delaware that grew up at, at his cohort, uh, they have uh, asthma too, so uh, there there is that. Um, all right, we'll check your text eight hundred four six five. That's I got to say that's my favorite uh, sound of the week is catching him on that. There there's a there's a joke. There, in fact, there's a hilarious documentary called The Aristocrats, and it's about the it's about the the comedians comedians joke. It's a famous joke that only comics tell each other. Can't be told publicly, can't be told on the radio, can't be told on TV. But the the punchline of the joke is the aristocrats. Everything you say up to that point is your own particular style. It's a hilarious documentary. The windshield, the oily windshield, is Biden's aristocrats. He, it's the same format. It's four lane highway, Holy Rosary School. God's honest truth, or not a joke. It has to be inserted somewhere. And then he, the punchline is whatever it is he has, whatever it is, whatever event he's he, he's at. You know, the, my my mom would wipe the windshield, and that's why I got wind turbines and sustainable energy, <clears throat> or that's why I'm lifting China's tariffs, or whatever. Uh, back in second AM seven seventy. Check your text eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. Uh, it's your last chance. I'm on vacation next week, and uh, we will read your text right after this. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic.
1170 KTT Friends Soups here uh, and on vacation next week. Uh, Victoria Taft will be here uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And another another piece of audio from earlier this week uh, and a uh, correction. The mayor of, where's the police chief? Greenwood Police Chief. On, there we go. Uh, the the mayor of Greenwood, Indiana, re- recall last Sunday, a 22-year-old man legally carrying a handgun uh, shot and killed a 20-year-old man with uh, a, a evil super weapon, the AR-15. He had already killed the three people, but uh, this is the police chief on uh, the 22-year-old. As you can imagine, this type of situation uh, is horrible. It's rocked us to our core. Uh, we're still very early in this investigation. Uh, what we do know right now is uh, that we have what appears to be one shooter. Uh, looks to be an adult male. Uh, we have not identified him yet. We do not have a motive yet. It appears that he had a rifle with several uh, uh, magazines of ammunition, um, entered the food court, and began shooting. Uh, we have five victims. Uh, four have, dis- have been confirmed deceased. We believe at this time investigators are still questioning uh, the individual uh, involved, but it appears that a good uh, Samaritan that was armed uh, observed the shooting in progress and shot the um, shooter. As uh, you could. So the mayor of Greenwood uh, at a news conference a little later on misspoke, and he said that within two minutes, the the man with the uh, uh, handgun uh, killed the, uh, the 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 shooter. That that seemed kind of odd, you know, immediately. But he he corrected himself. They saw it on video. It was 15 seconds from the guy from from the moment the guy uh, shot the first person to him being killed by the 22 year old. It was uh, in uh, 15 seconds. Uh, anyway, time to uh, check your text, and uh, here, here is, uh, what's this one? Uh, where the hell is hockey? Where the hell is oh, what's, uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't, that wasn't, uh, that was me hitting the wrong, uh, not that it matters, but uh, there you go, he hit the right button, there he is, there's, there's hockey. Hockey's always uh, not far away. And we're not, uh, there was a rumor that my, my varmint and I were on our vacation. We're going we're gonna to free him and let him go. He's, he is free. He has an ID. He has laminate. He can come in and go. He just chooses to be here every morning when I come in. Um, and if he wants to go be hockey, he can go be hockey. If he wants to see, there he is. Um, uh, where was this? someone pointing out that the real, uh, the real excitement associated with attending a Mariners game <clears throat> uh, to, to involves pre- and post-game activities, finding, quote, safe, close quote, uh, parking, navigating the heroin hobo and deposited human feces obstacle course uh, to and from the stadium, uh, and hoping the non-electric vehicle that brought you to Seattle from points beyond has remained unscathed by the drug-addled or simply addled self-righteous uh, Seattle uh, Greens. I think it's. I would never park down there. Um, I, I, I think. I think the move is to find, and believe it or not, they're they're there. Uh, maybe right outside Seattle PD, park downtown and Uber down there, because if you go into that parking garage, right next to Lumen to Mobile, uh, that's a just a, the price of admission there is like fifty bucks at that garage, and that's the one that's that's the worst one to come out of at the end of a game. Well, unless you leave in the fourth inning or something. But uh, so anyway, um, 
If mankind had continued to trust and obey God in the Garden of Eden, uh, life today would be heaven on earth. No sin or gross, detestable things like... Then he goes on, and uh, wow, this is a very long text. I didn't mean to even start reading it. Uh, Quilting so much says, have a great vacation next week. I'll thank you to keep your nose out of my business. Um, And... Uh, da, 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 da. And it, anyway, there, there you go. And so that'll be uh, me back here next, um, uh, not not after this weekend, but uh, Monday next uh, and stuff. And uh, I thought I I would solve this mystery for those of you who didn't hear. Why do I call kids varmints? <clears throat> it's it's kind of an inside joke if you didn't hear it the the the, the day I first played that, but. It was about three days after the Uvalde, Texas massacre. And uh, on MSNBC, because because it's something I've detected as I drive in at 3 a.m. listening to MSNBC and CNN and BBC and uh, and all that, is, is that for, uh, East Coast media really have the gloves off about conservatives and Republicans and and right wing people and, and the whole thing at at. at uh, 6 a.m. their time. And what I and so on Morning Joe on MSNBC, about three days after Revolt, uh, they had a guy on I never heard of, uh, never seen since, but they had a guy on to talk about uh, how the right wing really hates it when kids that have been born are born. They treat them uh, like, like vermin, um, but they'll go to the mat for the unborn. And what the guy said was so crazy, because here's a little secret about Morning Joe. They replay their 3 a.m. hour at 5 a.m. our time, right? So I I was telling producer Greg, yeah, this guy was nuts. Uh, Watch, they'll replay it. So we're watching. They they edited it out. They did not replay this guy, because live at 3.15 in the morning West Coast time, what he said was so nuts, and I I couldn't believe I really heard it. So I had to go back on my super secret YouTube TV uh, program and find it. And sure enough, this is literally this guy. This is what he said. Yeah, I was listening to the footage you were showing of Republican senators talking about the sacred right to kill varmint and mm. feral pigs. And then Matthew McConaughey telling the stories of those beautiful children whose photos we were just looking at. And it occurred to me that for much of the extreme political right in this country, children are varmint. And I want to say that very clearly. Children are varmint for a lot of the extreme right. And what I mean by that is if children are still in the womb, they enjoy the full faith and protection of the extreme right in this country. Anything should be done to protect them. But once children leave that womb, they are on their own in America in 2020. Because they're varmint. Yeah. So anyway, they even they edited that out later on. So I just want to make sure it gets preserved for the record. All right. We'll take a break when we come back. Um, yeah, I want to revisit this federal raid, a federal raid in Marysville at a fentanyl fake Oxycontin, uh, a couple basically running a fentanyl factory under everybody's noses the feds raiding them this time yesterday uh in in marysville uh, in in a absolute cookie cutter pacific northwest suburb neighborhood and nobody knew nothing no suspicion at all breaking bad uh am 770 ktth let's get you to work with our right way traffic
AM 770KDTH. Brian Suits here. A, a, sh- a stabbing. Chicago starting off the weekend uh, old school. Uh, a, a, a serial stabber going on a Chicago uh, subway train uh, stabbing uh, more than four four people in critical condition. That was two hours ago. Uh, top of Drudge right now. Warning, recession ahead. Rich race to unload Lux, luxury. Uh, luxury properties. So, uh, ah, come on. I thought I thought rich people were smarter than that. You hang on to that stuff. You ride it out. You you, you ride dirty. And uh, anyway, the uh, Carly Chintzes, a blockchain focused real estate agent at Sotheby's in London, um, but at the Miami Realty Office, says the elephant in the room these days is that there's a recession coming. No, really. Um, so. <clears throat> Uh, this is something, Michael Knowles, uh, who is uh, on KTH later on uh, in the day, um, he put out, I, I'd totally forgotten this, uh, he put out a piece of interview from 20 years ago, um, and he said this interview is aged like fine wine. It's Tom Cruise when when War of the Worlds, the remake came out, by the way, an underrated movie, pretty, pretty good movie, but when War of the Worlds came out, he sat down with Matt Lauer. Um, who's since been disgraced, and uh, and and was was talking about uh, psychotropic drugs and 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 all this, and it was at it was at a time when when Tom Cruise is trying to I guess sort of rehab his reputation or something, um, because uh, he uh, he belongs to uh, to this one religion, and and he's a, an evangelist for it and the whole thing, and then he had that that episode where he was engaged to Katie Holmes and he jumps up on the couch and he looked a little crazy. Uh, he looked crazy to people that have never seen Katie Holmes. That's only, all I can say. Um, anyway, this, this is going around now. It's, it's interesting because he's, he's talking about, this is 20 years ago, he's talking about Ritalin and Adderall. And th- th- part of the problem is it hasn't been adequately studied. This has been fair. I'm not a member of any science fiction-based religion um i'm not saying he is i'm just saying i'm certainly not and but but i think it what he's about to say 20 years ago is sort of discredited the uh, by the fact that well he is here we are today where i talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people mm-hmm. okay against their will of drugging children with them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Do you understand that? The difference is no, this was no, not Matt, against Matt, her Matt, will, though. Matt, but Matt, this Matt, wasn't Matt, against your question. Will. Matt, I'm asking you a question. I understand Do, there's no? abuse of all of these things. No, you see, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. All it does is mask the problem, Matt. And if you understand the history of it, it masks the problem. That's what it does. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why. There is no such thing as a chemical imbalance. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer, that these these drugs are very dangerous. They're mind-altering. Anyway, this, this, you know, the, the religion, the, there's other words for what it is that, that, that he's involved in. It's very much against psychiatry. And, and I, I, I think when some say uh, that their, their absolute, you know, anti-psychiatry stance might spray crazy juice on what normally people would would study a little more. But it's just that in in the interim, in the intervening twenty years, 
Uh, Matt Lauer has been disgraced. He also has less hair. Tom Cruise makes has made some really awesome movies. Um, but the the confluence of the the uh, inter session of Adderall, Ritalin, and then young middle class uh, males or mentally disturbed males being drugged has become more and more lethal. But no one, no one is talking about. It. No one is pointing out that it's not the AR fifteen that's on Adderall or Ritalin. And this, is, so this is pre, you know, this is twenty years ago. This, this is this is pre Sandy Hook. It's pre Adam Holmes and in, in at the Batman movie in, in Colorado. You know, and all these things. But anyway, just interesting that it, that it came up. Uh, well, the uh, peaceful Marysville is where we make our scene uh, yesterday, uh, early in the morning, the DEA showing up unannounced and uninvited um, and disturbing a neighborhood. But now uh, ring doorbell showing us uh, what was going on. Uh, Como's Mo Hyder uh, was was there. L- listen to this. This and, 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 you know, this neighborhood, if, even if you've never been there in Marysville, <clears throat> if if you know Bellevue. Uh, Issaquah, you know, any suburban neighborhood within 100 miles of here, they all look alike. This is what this neighborhood looked like. This this was not some house with cars up on blocks or anything like that. No noise complaints, no nothing. Fentanyl factory. Yeah, it's right, Mary. Well, last we checked, crews are still here. Keep in mind, this all started at about 6 o'clock in the morning. And one neighbor we spoke would say since he's lived here, he had no clue. He was living next to a drug lab and always felt safe in this neighborhood. A breakup of an illegal fentanyl lab caught on a neighbor's security camera. Early Thursday morning, federal agents swarmed this Marysville neighborhood, arresting this man and this woman. I can't believe it was right next door. The footage is from Brandon Bosek's camera. We heard two loud booms. Sounded like, I don't know, flashbangs. And then we, we looked out the window and we saw like what looked like almost a tank pulled up uh, in front of their, their house. He's lived next door since 2018 and never knew his home was next to a drug lab. It's crazy that it happened. Yeah, I had no idea. Bosek says he's never spoken to the neighbors, doesn't know much about them. What were the conversations like that you had with them, though? I had almost zero. It was just high. Documents from the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington identify the two as Jose Eduardo Garnica and Lauren Molina Wilson. Okay, so far so good. Just a typical early morning DEA raid using flashbangs in a cul-de-sac neighborhood. Um, you know, how we call that Thursday. Uh, well, so... You know, remember what he just said. What what Brandon just just said uh, when when he when he goed uh, was that they just said hi. They didn't stand out. No nothing. He he moved there in 2018. You know, next to this house, so nothing stood out about the house. So that what that means is, oh yeah, there's parties there all the time, but the police never come. The cars peeling in and out at 4 a.m. None of that. None of that. Man and a woman just in there but wait a spokesperson for the department says they've been on law enforcement's radar since june when federal agents inspected a package shipped from china to garnica's address labeled furniture parts turns out it was actually for materials used to make fake oxycodone pills as the investigation went on they say numerous unusual furniture parts from china you know what else fp stands for fentanyl precursors um, so, th- th- and that's what it was. The, the, you know, in other words, 
they're not they don't mail the pills anymore from the Chinese government run fentanyl poison labs in Guangdong. They because even the Canadians were seeing through that ruse. Uh, and, and I say that with the greatest respect to, to our um, law enforcement uh, challenged uh, neighbors to the north. So the Chinese began mailing the precursors uh, that that you, you, you know, you don't need a Walter. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. And it's Walter White. Walter White. You don't need a Walter White. Besides, he's making meth. Um, you just need someone who, who's been trained how to mix the chemicals. So the the what happened was uh, a a drug dog um, at the incoming site, the place processing whatever uh, mail service or package delivery service uh, brought the the furniture parts. Uh, a, a drug dog hit. DEA did the investigation, and there you go. They they not only are making the fentanyl, but they have the pill presses to sell it uh, uh, to dealers or or to or to produce it for their cartel that they work for. Um, but th- this is this is astounding that these people were so good, they were what, what are called clean skins. N- no police calls. The guy's legally purchasing firearms and then <laughs> giving them to someone else, whatever, unless all 11 are there in the fentanyl factory still. And nobody in the neighborhood was any wiser. Nobody was. So um, anyway, hopefully this is the leading edge of, of a wave of this by the DEA. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, uh, have a good week. I'm on vacation. Uh, Brady, you have a good week, and I'll see you when I'm back. Uh, Producer Greg is uh, out already uh, getting a lead on. So um, uh, follow me at Dark Secret Place because I never go on vacation on Twitter uh, and, uh, and stuff. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I'll see you in a week. And everyone, uh, have a good weekend watching the Mariners hopefully uh, tie and beat their winning streak uh, against the the AL East uh, leading Astros. Uh, And check out the Aurora Borealis uh, tonight, the Northern Lights. You'll want to look to the north at the lights. Uh, Back in a week and a day, it's uh, AM770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic.